Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Just six episodes left to go together. And uh, on the program today, we're going to talk about an issue that is affecting Hoosiers all across central Indiana. It is a vital part of how they receive uh, insurance and health care. The state's HIP 2.0 program, HIP 2.0. And uh, you have heard me talk a lot about this, both uh, myself and, and with guests on the program uh, over the past year or so, because this is a huge issue. And there is a lot of concern around HIP 2.0 because at the end of the day, while the state describes it as a state-funded solution to health care, it is funded with federal dollars. It was part of a Medicaid expansion under Obamacare. And there has been a whole lot of concern about that because the federal government continues to toy with the idea of adjusting uh, Medicaid reimbursement rates to the states under any changes to the Affordable Care Act. And uh, Governor Eric Holcomb has come along and he has proposed, at least uh, he made a proposal that on paper made a lot of conservatives very happy because he was going to add several requirements in order to be eligible for the HIP 2.0 program. Folks like me have said, hey, this is too easy to get into this program. There are too many people that could otherwise be working that are getting this getting this health coverage, this taxpayer-funded health coverage, and we got to make some changes to this. And um, now a story has come out from the South Bend Tribune that says, ah, not so fast. This may be something that's good on paper and on paper alone. And the article is entitled, Indiana Proposes Work Mandate for State Health Coverage. And it reads in part, uh, state documents show, and again, this story from the Associated Press, state documents show that fewer than 30% of those enrolled in the Healthy Indiana Plan would be required to comply with Governor Eric Holcomb's proposed work mandate. Holcomb has proposed making able-bodied, low-income residents work at least 20 hours a week for eight months of the year in order to receive state-supported health care coverage through the plan, the Northwest Times reported. A third of the program's participants already meet that work requirement, and most members qualify for at least one of 14 exemptions and wouldn't have to work. Exemptions apply to people who are medically frail, older than 60, full or part-time students, or primary caretakers for young or disabled children among qualifications. Residents qualify for the Healthy Indiana Plan by having an income below the $16,400 maximum to qualify or expanded Medicaid coverage under the provisions of the Affordable Care Act. Aha! So right there, this has been my issue along with this, is that there this was an expansion of Medicaid. It was the dollars tied to the Affordable Care Act. You see it right there in the article. And 
I'm against that. I'm against Obamacare. I'm against the expansion of Medicaid. But if you're going to do it, own up to what you're doing. Own up to what you're doing. And that's what this has been all along. And, and of course, we've talked about this, the history of the Affordable Care Act and the expansion of Medicaid and, and the HIP 2.0 program. HIP, the original plan, was started under Governor Daniels. And uh, Governor Pence came along. Uh, many people believed he was looking at running for president of the United States at the time. Didn't want to expand Medicaid. That would have been very bad if you were running in a Republican primary. So Governor Pence tried to find a way to have his cake and eat it too, which is to take those Medicaid expansion dollars but not anger a conservative Republican base. And what they did was they said, well, we'll take something that Governor Daniels did and we'll just um, give it the same name and put 2.0 behind it and people won't know what's in it and they'll think it's the same thing and it'll be great. It'll be great. And um, so what he did was HIP 2.0, which is a massive expansion of Medicaid. And the problem with a massive expansion of Medicaid is that eventually those dollars are going to run out. Whether the Republicans ultimately change the Affordable Care Act or not, those dollars are going to run out. They will not uh, last in perpetuity. And at the end of the day, the state is going to be responsible, the state being us, Indiana taxpayers, for picking up that burden. We've already seen this. The state legislature talking about that the money that was supposed to go to roads and the massive gas tax uh, increase not, not may not all go to roads. None of it may end up going to roads. Who knows? It may go to health care. The state's already admitted that. They're going to have a huge, huge uh, hole to fill. And so uh, Governor Holcomb came along and said, well, I'm going to try to fix some of this. I'm going to put some uh, work mandates behind this. And again, some of the times, okay, this is a good start. But then when you start digging into it, as this article does, you very quickly realize that a lot of these people are going to be exempt. A lot of people are going to be exempt. And at the end of the day, we are still going to be facing a big problem, which is how do we pay for health care for all of these people? And I maintain and continue to maintain the issue is the Healthy Indiana Plan and the deal struck with the federal government, uh, only requires an income uh, of $16,400. That's an on-paper income. It's an on-paper income. And there's a lot of people who are doing very well that can show on paper that they make less than $16,400 a year. So the HIP 2.0 program continues to be riddled with an ability to have waste, fraud, and abuse, and it continues to allow people who could otherwise afford insurance or work somewhere that they could have employer-provided insurance not uh, not receiving it. So um, something to keep an eye on from in this article from the Associated Press and printed in the South Bend Tribune. Rob Kendall, you're listening to Central Indiana Today. Up next, a local high school has banned the Confederate symbol. Yeah, some students wore Confederate garb to school and they were told couldn't do it anymore. Is that constitutional? Will it, would it hold up? We'll give you the story next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. This is Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth Mentoring serves the children of Hendricks County. Impact Youth provides academic and social development in our mentees as well as leadership development in our mentors. If you are interested in becoming a mentor or know a child who could use a mentor, learn more by searching Impact Youth Mentoring on Facebook or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. A podcast of Central Indiana Today is now available on SoundCloud or iTunes. Made possible by Figment 2 McDonald's. 
Figment 2 McDonald's has locations in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of WYRZ 98.9 and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Just six episodes left to go together and uh, taking a few moments today to tell you about some of the big stories going on in Central Indiana. And wanted to talk about this story, which comes to us from the Evansville Courier Press and was also in the Indianapolis Star entitled Indiana High School bans Confederate symbols after two students wear them after students wear them two days in a row. About two dozen students at Lapel High School broke out their Confederate clothing on August the 30th and wore it to school. They did it the next day, too, and that's when the school officials stepped in and banned the gear, mostly T-shirts and sweatshirts, emblazoned with the controversial Rebel Battle flag. Principal Bloomington took similar action last fall when students wore a Confederate flag at school. The Pell students also decorated their vehicles with Confederate flags and arrived last Wednesday at the school in a caravan, disturbing some of their fellow students and causing administrators to bring them in for conferences. Look. The Confederate flag has been around now. I did some very quick math in my head uh, for 150 years, basically. Just very quick math, about 100 and 150 years or more. And it is no longer a thing. The Confederacy no longer exists. And the Confederate flag represents different things to different people. Do I agree with what the Confederate flag represents? No. Do I think the majority of people agree with what the Confederate flag represents? No. But the fact remains that the Confederate flag is not harming anyone. And some people just enjoy capturing history. They enjoy capturing heritage. Just because you wear a Confederate flag on your shirt or you hang up a Confederate flag in your garage or you put a decal in the back of your vehicle, that doesn't make you a racist, a bigot, or a homophobe. And in America, you're still allowed to be those things. Now, a lot of schools have dress codes. They have dress codes, which says you can't wear anything that you know promotes uh, you know sex or uh, promotes profanity or whatever. Schools have dress codes. You know, you got to cover your your midriff or whatever. But I have never heard of a school dress code that says you can't wear a Confederate flag. A Confederate flag is a part of American history. And this is a big issue that we've run into in uh, in our public schools is whitewashing certain parts of American history. It's why we have a highly uneducated workforce that comes out. It's why we have a highly uneducated group of people in many parts of our state that graduate high school because we selectively whitewash American history. And I am sure, or at least I would hope, and I'm not promoting the Confederacy, Confederacy by saying this, but I would hope that the parents of these kids that were, were forced to remove these this clothing and not wear back will sue the school. I hope they do. And I think they'll find that they have a very, very good chance to win. Again, I'm Rob Kendall. The program is Central Indiana Today. Just six episodes left to go together. And uh, spending some time today taking a look at some of the big news stories going on affecting us in Central Indiana. And uh, big news involving our Indianapolis Colts today. They have announced a partnership with Grand Park Sports Campus in Westfield. And if you haven't been to Westfield and seen this Grand Park Sports Campus, it's amazing. 
Uh, the Colts announcing a 10-year partnership to hold their training camp there. And uh, this is a huge deal for the city of Westfield. Uh, this Grand uh, Park Sports Campus, I was there last year for the Donald Trump rally uh, that he had uh, shortly before he picked Mike Pence to be his vice president. And this thing is incredible. Um, the Colts are going to sign a 10-year deal uh, there. So they'll have their training camp there for the next 10 years. And uh, the article at the Indy Star says Colts training camp will start at the Grand Park Sports Campus in the summer of 2018. Next year's training camp will bring play 60 and expanded 72,000 72, square feet Colts city and an enhanced fan experience. And of course, the Colts have been at Anderson University most recently having their training camp there. And uh, I'll tell you what, again, this is an incredible complex, and Westfield really has and sold this. This was a huge deal at the time. Westfield spending all sorts of taxpayer money to get this thing off the ground and uh, surround it and attract people to this, saying it would become a, it would make Westfield a destination spot. So uh, ultimately, looking like it really, it's paying off at least in the short term, as the uh, Westfield scores the Indianapolis Colts training camp for the next 10 years so congratulations to the city of westfield and as we wind down today a couple of programming news note and reminders don't forget friday night we are in the middle of football season and we have a barn burner of a game and in fact if you live in Hendricks county you'd probably say it's the marquee matchup every year of the regular season rivalry week Rivalry week, the Brownsburg Bulldogs travel to Avon to take on the Orioles. And this game has extra meaning because both of these teams will be vying for the Hoosier Crossroads Conference Championship. And this could be the game that makes all the difference. The Bulldogs come in with a record of 2-1. and one. Avon comes in with a record of 2-1. and one. And uh, this will be our third Avon broadcast uh, this year. And uh, Last time we we're going to see the Orioles for quite a while on 98.9 WYRZ. Avon with a huge win. You heard it last week over the Hamilton Southeastern Royals. And I'll tell you what, if you haven't seen Avon yet, their offense is can't miss football. Cameron Meisner, the senior quarterback, a great receiving core, and all five members of the offensive line return for the Avon Orioles. They are like a video game. They're like watching a video game. If you got the Avon Orioles offense in your fantasy football league, you're doing uh, very well. So Avon with two big wins in their first three games over Plainfield and uh, and Hamilton Southeastern to begin the season. Brownsburg also coming in at 2-1, and one, and of course that program has been totally jump-started and revitalized. 8-2 and two last year under new head coach John Hart. They had Mr. Football in Hunter Johnson at, at quarterback, and now this year they're off to a 2-1 and one start. They scored a big win, putting up 59 points against Franklin last week, and Brownsburg uh, playing at a very high level as well. And so we're going to have the game. Obviously, you know, I, look, I am a Brownsburg High School graduate, so Brownsburg football is a big deal for me. And then, of course, I have, I've broadcast the Avon Orioles football team for the past uh, 11 seasons, so we love the Avon Orioles. This is the game of games for me, and uh, it's for so many people, uh, as Brownsburg and Avon, two of our bigger communities here in Hendricks County, and that is such a fierce rivalry going back decades. We're going to have all the play-by-play -play action for you beginning Friday night. 7 o'clock is the kickoff. The pregame show is going to start at 6.40 as the Kevin Kersey Agency presents 
Friday Night Lights right here on 98.9 WYRZ. Yours truly, Rob Kendall, going to have all the play-by-play action. And don't forget, if you're outside the listening area, you got to travel, you got loved ones, you can listen all around the world from anywhere at wyrz.org or you can check out Hendricks County High School Football the Kevin Kersey Agency presenting Friday Night Football via the TuneIn Radio app WYRZ Radio found right there as well. That is going to do it for me today. Don't forget if you missed any part of today's show check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today, download the show right to your smartphone or tablet, go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. Phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group.